Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's my button? Where's uh, my button? I, I'm fine without the button, personally. Yeah, I think I think, I think you, you get you get what you get. You do. That's right. You get what you get. How much are you paying for this podcast? Is what I would ask. That's a good point. They say that at uh, birthday circle at my daughter's school when they give up when you, if a kid brings presents for everybody, you say you get what you get and don't be upset. Oh, that's a nice adage. Yeah, it's it's, it's both useful and passive aggressive, like so many bromides. <laughs> I'd like to say that to all the forty year olds I know who are like, "Why aren't I rich?" You get what you get, and don't be upset. Get what you get, boy. You know, John, I that seems like that might find a place. I don't want I don't want to try to you know circum circumnavigate your ethos, but I could see that finding a place in your ethos. Overtly. You get what you get, and don't be upset. <laughs> Right, the, the way I just said it, it kind of takes on a. Oh, a little, I like the way you said it. A little tougher, right? Yeah, when Rima, when teacher Rima would say, she said, "You get what you get, and don't be upset." When you say it, well, you get what you get, don't be upset. That's right. That's There's a little good. bit of fatalism. There's a little bit of like, eh. Well, yeah, it's a nice mix of of your. First of all, obviously, if I may say, you're being helpful. But right. there's also there, there's a hint of resignation of I've been there, I've gotten, and I've been upset, and I'm just yeah. telling you. There's a little bit of farm wisdom to it too, like shut up. Oh, you know that, what I mean? Like, sh- <laughs> like, sh- like shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> the basis of a lot of farm wisdom. Yeah, shut up is the is basically it, that is farm wisdom condensed to two words. Shut up. <laughs> I was hoping to go to the dance this weekend. Can I plant the corn now? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no one who ever lived on a farm ever spoke that many words in one sentence. Are they taciturn, the farmers? They are. They have to be taciturn because the wind is whipping down the plains. Uh, because there's, they get up at dawn and they eat twelve thousand calories of gravy biscuits. <laughs> there's no room in them for like chattiness. Yeah, I imagine once you get on that tractor, you're on one cheek for a lot of the time. That's well, taciturn. Ooh, yeah. I yeah yeah I I mean do they have hand signals or anything? Do uh, other Ooh, times farm people? Well, I mean obviously there are going to be people. I don't want to say hand signals because obviously you sometimes the tractor takes a hand. But but occasionally it seems like you would want to signal to people like pa, it's time for chow or I lost well, my you know other what? hand. There's a bell for that. Okay, or I want to go to I want to go to the dance. Can I plant the corn? There's a bell for that. There's a bell for that. Yeah, Ma comes out on the porch and she rings the I want to go to the dance bell, and <laughs> Pa says shut up. <laughs> Is there more than one bell? Oh, there's a whole panoply of bells. A panoply. Now, on a boat, you have bells to tell what time it is, right? You got so many bells. That's right. Okay, and so at a, a farm, you have different tones of bells. Plus, like Mandarin. Yeah, to ask different questions. That's right. It's a tonal language. Okay. Hmm. But and pa, I, my sense of see now, I'm, I'm I'm speculating a lot of this because although my mom grew up on a farm, I did not. I guess that's close enough. She, she's brought she's brought a lot of shut up. Uh, you know what? If I may say, she's, <laughs> she's never lo- said shut up. Though. Yeah, but she's brought that value to your home, has she not? <laughs> she has said, "You get what you get, and don't be upset." I didn't want to be the one to say it. That seems. <laughs> I think. Can I just say that you know what makes that effective is she never fucking needs to say it. It's there. Right. It's in the room. Right. It's like Gibson. My, my sense from her is that her grandpa really never said anything. He just he just communicated through the furrows in his brow. Mm, if mm. the furrows were the furrows in his brow mimicking the furrows of the land mm, deep as corn that he, that he worked his life worked. worked his whole life boy you get to be really full of shit when you're on a farm don't you well i think i mean look at the music of john cougar mellencamp it is the music of the full of shit side of having grown up on a farm hmm. you think it has anything to do with the uh the, the production that uh the, when scott lit does your record does that make you like a full of shit farmer Hmm. No, no offense, no offense. No, I've no, enjoyed no. I some Scott of his Litt, records. Scott, I think Scott Litt is just bringing out the the intrinsic full of shitness in his artists. Do you, don't you think don't they're think you, a little much, a little heavy on the reverb for my liking? You know, that was a style. The mm-hmm. reverb, people. You know, I remember the first band I was in. A guy said, "I don't want any reverb on this." Well, this. I know reverb is is something we don't talk about. It's in the that's in the Phil Collins pile. But yeah. but this does get us back to the Billy Joel problem. I'm willing to open the gate, the farm gate on Billy Joel, because that's a certain kind of full of shitness. But but on a farm, it seems like you've earned it. You lost you've lost a hand. You've had some very heavy meals. You own a tractor, and you don't talk much. It seems you've earned that. If you're if you're like a real real talky guy with a loose tie and a fucking brandy snifter on your piano, I'm not sure you're qualified. I'm not sure you're ever qualified to say shut up. 
Well, then you're then you're discounting the ability of all the people who live in cities to say shut up, and I don't think you can do that. They just have a different shut up. Hmm. They got a shut up. Tell me more. Shut up. Yeah, but that's pretty flaccid com- compared to uh, compared to the the hard the hard shut up of a man who's who's feet are in the earth like the roots of a tree. Well, you, you really do wax. I don't know if you call it waxing, but you wax pretty poetic about this bullshit farm stuff. Well, I mean, the problem is that farmers, frankly, are, the, are, are, are always the problem in any culture. This is what they say. They say the single, we, I think we've had this discussion just a little bit, they say this, the single worst thing to ever happen, Western civilization or otherwise, Agriculture. It all starts with that. It all goes back to agriculture. Everything today. All the, the worst problems. Thi- the got. worst thing that could have happened is agriculture. Well, yes, yes. And I, I'm not. You're, you're, Imagine you're, if we were still just living on what we found in the stomach contents of a squirrel. How big's a squirrel? Well, you've seen a squirrel. You know how big they are. I don't know. It might have been a Paleolithic squirrel. No, Paleolithic been... squirrels aren't any bigger. Show me. <laughs> show me the Natural History Museum diorama of a paleolithic squirrel that's bigger than a cat i'm not gonna search i'm not gonna use the keyboard i'm not gonna search right now but you know what i'm gonna write that down find find you, giant you, ass squirrel i bet you squirrels prehistoric squirrels were probably smaller not bigger that's hmm. gonna be my you think stuff. that's an adaptation we can expect the squirrels to keep getting bigger i think squirrels are getting bigger I, but I, I think, yeah i think if you were out like with a blunderbuss or a homemade uh bow and arrow <laughs> and you were hunting squirrels and you found a squirrel and ate the Stomach contents of right. the squirrel, as you would have done, to get grain. That's all the agriculture we need. Is, is our nuts a kind of grain? I thought they were kind of nut. Well, squirrels eat all kinds of stuff. Is that right? Sure. So are, are they Four now? Now the small or large squirrels are they? Are they uh, the bane of the farmer? I'm just saying that before agriculture was invented, we were probably just eating squirrel stomach contents to get our grains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you know you probably make a halfway decent pancake out of what's inside a squirrel. Well, yeah, especially if you ran in with your blunderbuss wagon. I bet right. the, I bet the farmers have a lot of. Ex- by the time we had blunderbusses, blunder is that how you pronounce it? Blunderby, blunderby. By the time we had those, we also had agriculture. I think agriculture came yeah. first. It's too late, way too late at that point. I'm guessing that farmers uh, have a lot of existential banes. Just the ones I've captured so far. You've got large or very small squirrels. Mm. You've got uh, you've got children that like to dance. Right, you, you've bad. got talking, and you've got the occasional maybe lack of a bell. Like, what if a squirrel came and stole your fucking bell? Or the wrong tone of bell. What if somebody comes, some some oh. guy, an, an itinerant bell salesman comes and sells your your uh, farm wife a bell, which <sighs> she starts to employ that day. He warned her. He warned her without saying saying so. Never spend money. He warned her with with his furrows. For sure, he did. And then he's out on his tractor. He hears an unfamiliar bell, and he thinks my wife is having sex with someone, or. You know, it communicates like a thing that. Oh, that's that's you know what it is. It's 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 uh, rural perfidy. When when you hear a different fucking bell, you know your wife has been been jacking the mean bone with somebody. There's no Jack question about it. Mean bone. What a terrible phrase. Yeah, and, and the thing is, if it's the wrong bell, you might never come in because you're going to work from can till can't till can't till can't till can't. And if the bell doesn't ring or your armless son doesn't wave at you with his dance corn, you're gonna you're gonna stay on that fucking tractor, and you mm. you may never get to pinch a loaf. You may mm. have to just stay in the field. That well, sounds you can like a hard a life in a field. Now, is that something you can do if you're a farmer? Take a shit in a field? Yeah. Does a farmer shit in a field? <laughs> we are a philosophy podcast. <laughs> well, as a Hobbesian. <laughs> yes, farmers shit in fields all the time. If you'll notice, most farms have windbreaks, which are groupings of trees that are left to keep the wind from blowing the fields away. Hmm. This is why the, the Dust Bowl happened, because they tore down all their windbreaks, because they were greedy, greedy farmers. They wanted to, down they the wanted to sell, sell the brakes? No, they wanted to plow all the land, plow it oh, up. See. Bad farmers. And anyway, I, the windbreaks yeah. are places where you dump your old Model A car, or you take a shit. Like an old bell? Or... Yeah, you can well, make a like, bell. You can make a bell reef. The idea, though, is I think with a bell, you'd want to keep the bell as long as you can, right? You, you bells don't, want... don't go bad. I have bells that are super old. Yeah, you what sure? About that, what about, 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 about that bell in Philadelphia? The fuck, you, you can that thing. That thing was uh, flawed. They should have sent that thing back. There are a lot of old bells. bells a bell don't smaller than I expected is less smaller than I expected. Well, you just have that American inflationism. You're like, yeah. this, the Liberty Bell is going to be huge. It's going to be the size of. 
It's going to be the, like the world's biggest pumpkin, but it's not. It's, it might be a size queen. It's like a, it's like a normal super large pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Liberty. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to work ping pong, John. Uh, but I. I just. I. Uh, for the farmers. Not interested. I have no interest in farms or farmers. And setting think, aside that they've literally ruined the entire earth. They are. They f- farmers are in, in, inherently conservative, and that's where you get nationalism. Oh boy. And that's where here you get, come the tubas. That's where you get the Nazis, right? I mean, it all starts in the farm. You're saying, you're saying, if I understand you correctly, yes, there is a basis in uh, in, in in Roman culture, and certainly in all variety of Germanic mythologies. But really, it all comes down to to an agrarian uh, sense of genocide. Is that what it goes back to? Basically, okay, huh? That's Basically, the, the that's Jews a, come through mm-hmm. and they're ringing their wrong sounding bells. Yeah, and it just gets people mad. Selling a lot of stuff we don't need, asking us to talk. Right, prosthetic well, hands. A lot of bell, a lot of early bell sellers were members of the tribe. Oh, there's no no question about it. Yeah. I think it's it's all, it's all right there in uh, Deuteronomy, probably. <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing. I, I, we, Deuteronomy. To- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you call that a Pentateuch? <laughs> um, I <sighs> I think it's early. Sir, I'm sorry, and I just ate so much hollandaise sauce. It's early. Why are you eating hollandaise sauce for breakfast? That's not a breakfast food. Are we, are, can we come back to farms? Oh, wait, wait, wait. You you were eating eggs uh, Benedict. It was a kind of Benedict. It was a, well, it was a very, it was a hybrid kind of California Florentine. It was, mm. yes, it was eggs and yes, it was English muffin and everything else was just, you know, they don't know fuck all about making these things. It was, I had spinach, it was spinach and eggs and hollandaise and uh, I had a crab cake. It was a crab cake, crab cake. And- were you at a Mother's Day brunch or something? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I mean, what kind of menu is that? I was I was in a hurry. I, I needed to, the thing is, if I don't eat, I get weird. What do you mean you were in a hurry? That 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 meal would take two hours to prepare. You'd be surprised. I think I think the crab cakes might be flash frozen. I don't know if it's a fresh crab cake. Was this a Trader Joe's Mother Day, Mother's Day <laughs> breakfast? <laughs> it was. Pop it in the microwave. Yep. Yep. Trader, they call it Trader Moms. You know how Trader Joe's now everything's got like a cute name? Yeah. Right. Like Trader Jose. Um, well, you know, the first time I ever had hollandaise sauce, this is the thing back in the 70s, the only time I saw hollandaise sauce, it was it was on steak. Yeah. It was, it's oh, only and one of, those little, one, of the, like, one of those little metal pouring things? Yeah. It's only recently that you see that the only place you see hollandaise sauce is on English muffins and eggs. You're, you're saying the ecosystem, the ecosystem is getting narrow around hollandaise. I used to put it on. Um, used to put it on um, the asparagus. Asparagus used to right. hollandaise sauce. Right. I think. Yeah. I think people are are. I think people are are starting to lose some of the traditional usages of hollandaise sauce. That's a, that's a fucking. That's a shame. That is a real. That is. Well, here's the thing. I got power your lawnmower. Is that right? It's yeah. a renewable, renewable resource. And now, is it actually from Dutch? Is it, oh. is it Holland? Is it Holland? I mean, I'm guessing it's some kind of a Dutch pun. Hollandaise. That sounds Cajun. <laughs> well, he's it's like a, a Cajun, Cajun farmer. It's a Cajun man describing where he got his sauce. Where'd you get that sauce? <laughs> Hollandaise. Uh, yeah, I Dutch imagine catalog. That, I, I imagine. I mean, but what is in Hollandaise sauce? It's just uh, it's just eggs and mayonnaise and whipped cream and uh, pepper and. Um, I've made my own. Yeah, so I mean that, that's that's perfectly possible that, that it's got as I've you know, memory it. serves. It's been a long time since I made hollandaise. I'm married now, right? So so when I when, when <laughs> are you saying that making hollandaise is something bachelors do? Well, I mean, you <laughs> I'm a, married now, so I don't get into that hollandaise. I was shit hoping like somehow this. there might be a new euphemism that arose from that, but no, I think we hit it too hard. But I I, uh, I know it's eggs. It's for sure eggs, right? Yeah, because it's an oil and it's got uh, lemon and I think it's got tarragon. Hmm. I think you should be very circumspect with the use of. I'm not a farmer by any means. Tarragon and cilantro. I oh, mean, I think you need to be vi- really circumspect. All those, all those. Uh, well, certainly, I wouldn't put cilantro and tarragon in the same family of how to be careful. You don't think so? I've met. I've, it's like to me, it's like the Smiths. Like there are just going to be some people that don't like tarragon or don't like uh, the, uh, the the cilantro. And cilantro creeps up in a lot of surprising places today. Well, tarragon is a thing where I think, yeah, it's like fish sauce. You put in a little pinch of it, and the food tastes better. You put in any more, and the food just tastes like tarragon. Or exactly, just, exactly. Yeah. And, and but with, cilantro, hmm. 
I think you gotta use it sparingly. I would go, I would go, I would go crazy, go nuts on MSG long before I, I would ever dump in a lot of tarragon. I put a little bit of tarragon and some scrambled eggs, not a lot. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love I agree MSG. With tarragon. Love MSG. I agree with tarragon, but but cilantro is, I think, a different category. Tell me what you put cilantro on. Do you have it on a taco? Yeah, I only use cilantro on on like nouveau Mexican. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw cilantro in any other kind of food. And if I if I show up in a restaurant and I order something, I order eggs or I order something, and there, there's cilantro on it, Ugh. I get right up and I walk into the kitchen and I grab the chef and I put his face down on a hot burner. And you say, <laughs> I say, <laughs> well, his face is still sizzling. You, you, what the you, fuck are you doing back here? You grab him by his stupid fucking faux hawk and you push his face into the plate and say, "What is this?" Ow! What is this? Ow! What is this? It's what cilantro. This? It's cilantro. What What are you doing? I totally agree. Yeah. I Oh, boy, all that phony baloney stuff. You know, it used to be parsley. That was I think that was the leading edge of this is when they first started putting that uh, that crappy American parsley on the side of things. You know, people still buy American parsley. You can get Italian parsley anywhere, and people still buy American parsley like suckers. You know, I grind it up and use it as a, uh, well, I use it okay. as an enema. I use it as a face oh. cream. Huh. It's like witch hazel. It has it has all of, all of the uh, all the shrinking properties, but any of the drying properties. <laughs> That's so handy sometimes. It really is. I got some witch hazel in my bathroom. Up. I was reading the I was reading the witch hazel, and it says on the back it has absolutely no application for how you're supposed to use it. I think people just know how you're supposed to use witch hazel. Yeah, and on the back uh, it's got directions. Hydrogen peroxide, same. Hmm. Hmm. It says it says apply something along the lines of apply directly to affected area, but then it says if the condition persists, it has it says nothing about what the condition is. But right. if the condition persists for more than two weeks, uh, seek uh, medical treatment for more than two weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. I just love the idea that there's extremely specific uh, faux medical advice for a condition that has not been named. Yeah. If if you have a crossbow bolt in your side, mm-hmm. put witch hazel on it for two weeks. If it if if, if it's still there. Yeah. Go, go to a doctor. They should just put a picture of a middle-aged woman on the back winking and going, <laughs> You know what I do with hydrogen peroxide? Sometimes I, no just idea. Pour, I just pour it in my bath. I just pour it, pour it right in the bathtub. Is that safe on tissues? Hydrogen peroxide? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I use it, I use it as a mouthwash. I, I pour it on my head sometimes when I, my, when I, when I have a, when my scalp itches. I'll use our hydrogen peroxide everywhere. What is... Hi- I, 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 I'm, I'm having I'm having a brain fart here. What is hydrogen peroxide? Uh, what's the what is the main on label use for? What why do people you buy it to clean a wound? Is that what it's yeah, for? Yeah. Okay. Hydrogen peroxide. And you pour it right on your head. Is that refreshing? It is refreshing. Although I made the mistake one time. Uh, you know, I had an itchy head because mm-hmm. I have a my, I have a condition where uh, I'm I'm allergic to myself. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'll, I'll, I mean, specific. It's one parts? of those things I don't talk about. Yeah. But you know, uh, if I don't like, when, uh, I don't think personally that a person should wash their hair much more than once a week. Mm-mm. That's my that's my philosophy. You know what happens if you do that? You have to wash it. Well, and what has happened with me is that I am I I'm, I'm allergic to my own head oil, <laughs> and it gets my and my head starts to hurt. My the, my scalp my skin gets sensitive. If I don't you wash need, my hair. You need some kind of some kind of cranial surfactant in order to not be allergic to yourself. You might That's you right. might you might get, give yourself hives. And my hands get allergic to themselves sometimes. I have you know it's it's selective outbreaks of of self allergy. Is there any chance that you're magically real? I don't know. I think I think you might be a very very short Marquez story. Do you think that I could one day just ascend directly to heaven? I think you could fall out of heaven with enormous wings. Hmm. Or you I'll could, try it. Yeah. That sounds fun. Discover ice. But in any case, no, I poured I'm, I'm officially out of Marquez references at this point, just so you know. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got about 10,000 more, but I'm not going to use them. Um, I poured hydrogen peroxide on my head, and it was like, oh, thank God. You know, it kind of relieves the, the uh, it relieved the, the, I mean, it hurts a lot more at first, but that's kind of a good feeling, you know, mm-hmm. that, like, oh, that's good. That's it how hurts. you know it's working. Yeah, that's how you know it's working, exactly. But then I made the mistake of, of, um, of going to bed without having rinsed the hydrogen peroxide out of my hair. And when I woke up in the morning, my hair was yellow. 
because hydrogen peroxide is what you what they use <laughs> right. to dye your hair. That's how they make ladies' hair like blonde, right? Yeah, exactly. So all of a sudden, there I was, and I was like, "Oh, it's the same stuff." I knew that hydrogen peroxide was what you used to dye your hair. I just didn't know it was the same stuff that you buy at the drugstore to put on your itchy scalp. Was it like straw colored? Like yeah. how, how yellow? Um, like like buttered popcorn? Well, no. My, I mean, my hair is already light, mm-hmm. uh, and it just lightened it more. Was it flattering? Uh, well, the, I was embarrassed to be perceived as having dyed my hair. Sure. And so, although it was not, I did not dislike it, it was not unflattering, I, I also felt the need to over-explain to people why my hair was a different color. And as you can imagine, 90% of the people that I ran into did not notice my hair was different. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think like, uh, the 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 peroxide doth protest too much. It sounds to me like your real concern was you were maybe thinking of doing it again. Well, exactly. The, the, once I had done it and saw how easy it was, you know, I think a lot of people if they put hydrogen peroxide right on the top of their head, their hair turns purple or something. You know, you have to, or they feel like they have to go to a salon and put the foil in your hair, and oh, there's that. all these ladies with long fingernails, and it costs four hundred dollars. Well, then you got to have like a bluing agent. Because you don't want it, right? Exactly. I think so, like like with old ladies, when your hair turns, not old ladies, but, you know, older ladies, when your hair turns gray. (laughs) That's a nice distinction. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. No, I wasn't calling you an old lady. I was calling you an old lady. No, I mean, I'm sorry, nearly dead women. (laughs) My grandmother, who's dead. Wrinkle uh, pussies. (laughs) Farm hookers. You know what I mean? Bell, 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 uh, bell, 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 mine. Yeah, cow udders. (laughs) My grandmother would go in, and she went to one of those places that was all nearly dead ladies getting their hair done. Uh, and yeah. they, they put that stuff in. I forget what it's called, but it's always. I remember they'd always wear gloves. It's and toner, <clears throat> right? Or it's a. Uh, is yeah. it? It's in, it's in like I always remember. If memory serves, it, it looked like a um, like a takeout place mustard thing, except it was really like gray. Yeah, and they put it on with a spatula or a, or a tongue depressor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it's a term of art, but yeah, spatula. And then and, and there's foil, and then that right. would make your hair. And then sometimes you see blue-haired old ladies, right? Which yeah, I think right, is, right. is pretty ping-pong. But that would make your hair less brassy. I think the problem is brassiness. Right. Brassiness, in, right. In your case, I could see that you have a very large head. And I could see I could see that be really being head-turning, not your head, but other heads. I could see people well, say, it, John Roderick looks good with that yellow hair. The brassiness is a, is a, is a quality that comes if you are t- taking really dark hair and d- trying Trying to dye it light, oh, right. but since I already have light hair, it was not brassy. It looked very the 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 dollar ninety eight bottle of hydrogen peroxide poured directly onto the head and then left left overnight mm-hmm. created a kind of natural blondness that was actually very. I, I have to say, it was very appealing to me, but I could not square it with my overall sense that dyeing your hair is an is a is a vanity that's intolerable an intolerable vanity really yeah so i walked around for the rest of that that you felt you felt like a hypocrite yeah i had this great blonde hair and it cost me it probably cost me 25 cents of hydrogen peroxide to get it but after it grew out when i and i it still happens i go into the bathroom and i look at the bottle of hydrogen peroxide there on the on the sink and i go Mm. "Hmm, maybe i should just pour it all over my head and go to sleep and accidentally dye my hair again and then i go no oh it's like sabbath intolerable vanity intolerable vanity (laughs) we've talked about this before you you, you'll just keep liquor and cartons of cigarettes around your house you probably got bath salts you you just keep it there because it strengthens strengthens you to know it's there and you're not using it right you might stock up on hydrogen peroxide just to go fuck you peroxide shut up Right, I, I do have hydrogen peroxide all over the house, but it's because I use it in a variety of applications. Those Navy SEALs might, might none come of into which it. are pouring it on my head and accidentally dyeing my hair. My friend Harry in college, he, he, oh, well, he, he he had very long hair. Actually, it's like it being named Jeeves. Yeah, well, you know, Harum. Actually, he was Dutch. Hmm. Harum Franz Hendrik. Hollandaise. Get ready for this one. You ready? Harum with two yeah. R's, not Harum. Harum Franz Hendrik Munkhorst. <laughs> That's a hell of a name. It's a hell of a name. He was Dutch as hell. He was super tall. He had long hair. He looked like a, a cool Michael Stipe. And had really long curly hair. And yeah, that was... Michael Stipe was pretty uncool in the 80s. Oh, I liked when he was nervous. I liked him then. That's my REM. That's mine. I was, be- I was being facetious. Michael oh, Stipe was the coolest thing in the world at that point. Shut up. He was. No, no. I, I'm trying to get my daughter not to say shut up, but now I think that's going to be a catchphrase. I think people uh, are going to start uh, saying shut up because of this show. But in a farm voice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shut up. You get what you get and don't be upset. <laughs> but Harry taught me something uh, that I, at first, like so many of the things that have become important in my life, eventually I was resistant. And he said, here's the problem. He says, you go in there. First of all, he bought the cheapest shampoo you could get, which I think at the time was like white rain. Uh-huh. And uh, which now in retrospect sounds awful, especially given the consistency. But, but, <laughs> white but, rain. Yeah. I had a girlfriend that smelled like white rain. Man. Is that a euphemism for semen? See, that's again, hitting a little hard. Sorry. Um, it's early. It's early. It's early. Yeah. You understand? Now I got Dang. the I got the Hollandaise. I'm not yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> I got the Hollandaise on the side. I'm yeah. gonna send you a photo of this. I'm gonna send you a photo of my Hollandaise because even after I'd used a little bit of Hollandaise on my eggs, I think I have about two cups of Hollandaise left in this thing. It looks like if you got no. Imagine you went to a place like at an airport and got some chili. Like that, like not like a big chili, like a side chili, like a sandwich and a chili. It's that exactly size of Hollandaise. You have that much Hollandaise, what, in your fridge? Well, Sitting no, next I'm to your desk? Door, I'm taking it outside. I want it in my fucking house. I don't want it in the office. I just oh, don't... right. It, it doesn't keep, yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't want it's like peroxide. I don't want it staring at me all day. You're telling me that you had a cup of Hollandaise that, that you could have put on your eggs and you left it off? Here's the thing. I had probably two to six tablespoons of Hollandaise sauce. I'm not. I'm not a. You know, I'm not a mathematician. I think I had up to Between six. Two and six tablespoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a range, mm-hmm. and uh, it was felt like a lot of fucking hollandaise, and still I barely put a dent in it. Huh. And you know how it is. I mean, this is the problem with America. This is the problem with agriculture. The large plate, right? America is a large plate, and it yeah. feels like we have to fill the plate. And this yeah. is why we knock down our windbreaks. Right, right. Well, and, yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, I, I, he, what Harry said was Harm Franz uh, Hendrik Munkhorst. He said, "Your problem is you're like all, all these other suckers. You wash your hair every day, and do you know what happens when you wash your hair every day? Mm. You have to wash your hair every day. Can I say Carmex? Did you ever go through a Carmex phase? Well, sure, I did. Well, what happens? You so, oh, this is nice. This smells like vanilla. You know, you know what Carmex is? It's wax and aspirin. Did you know well, that? No, no. no. Salis, acetylsalicylic acid, which is so fun to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, acetylsalicylic acid and basically a waxy base, and it smells like vanilla. You put it on your lips. And you know why it's great for chapped lips? Because it's putting aspirin directly on your cracks, oh, right? So you start out nice and simple. Cracks. Also, re- really? Fever, blisters, and cold sores? Give me a break. Take that off the label. It's ridiculous. It does nothing right. for that. No, you know what the solution to, to fever, blisters, and cold sores? Popping. You told well, me this. Popping. You got me on the popping now. You go yeah. into it like a man, popping an alcohol, and then suck it up. Does it work? Does oh, it work shit, yeah, it works. It hurts like a motherfucker, but yeah. your cold sore goes away. Yeah, get it done. Well, you know, my mom's my mom's philosophy about uh, fever blisters, or stress bumps. Stress bumps, as we call them in the... Uh, <laughs> uh, is, uh, uh, she takes a, a, a hair dryer, and she points the hair dryer right at her lip. <laughs> until she can't stand it anymore. <laughs> And she can stand it for a really long time, I bet. Yeah. And then she takes a break and then she points the hairdryer right at her face again. She's got a pretty well defined schedule. She probably will make time in that. And how long? Are we talking about like three or four seconds? As long as she can hold it until the burning the the hot air face burning is mm-hmm. can't she can't take it anymore. You ever put a clock on her when she does that? No, no, no. I don't want to watch it. It's uh, you know, when somebody is doctoring a stress bump, that's no, a that's, that's a very, very that's a private. private time. Yeah. Yeah. But so she believes she believes that the hairdryer is the solution. I believe that the aggressive popping is the solution. Wait, you taught you taught me this. Now, and this is going to be for people who don't like coughing, cold sore popping is probably I, I just want to say that there are people out there who suffer in silence. Yeah. I would like to, I would like to just finish the thread on farms and hair and then I would like to do a deep dive on cold sores if that's okay with you. Oh, that's fine. I mean, cold, show, talking, about, talking about cold sores is very uncomfortable for people. Well, yeah, that's because they're suffering in silence. They need to suffer loudly and then shut up. You're suffering in silence because of the shame of a socially communicated disease. Yeah, but see, there's this is the thing. It, there's there's different. I, I don't. I've got all I've got is the like my immune system sucks kind. I don't have shankers on my weenus. You don't have shankers. On I'm your not weenus? judging. Oh, yeah, I'm not clear. judging. But <laughs> I've, I've gone out with people who had shankers on their weenus. The girl how weenus. Did, well, yeah, on their girl weenus. But as long as it's not that time, you know. How did you know? How, when did you first get cold sores on your mouth? High school. And wh- and how did they get communicated to you? like as incommunicable or how did they make them how did they express themselves no no no. how did they how did they arrive upon you who was the transmitter Uh, oh no you see this is your problem cannot be gone into the amount of time we have you you got you have a lot of fucking problems john here's the thing but herpes knowing that it's not herpes of the kind that was in magazines in the 80s no but it is a kind it is herpes simplex one 
which is a different simplex, but it is still... But that's a, like saying melanoma is a kind of cancer. It really overstates it. <laughs> it doesn't overstate the, the fact that it is a thing which is communicated from one person to another. But you can you get... Not, okay. When you got hurt, when you, when you had your first uh, herpes Stop sore, saying herpes. When you had your Stop first that. sore in the, in the 70s or whenever you were in high school, it didn't just come down. You, so didn't, you didn't get it off of a tree. You didn't get it from licking a light pole. You got it because you kissed somebody or drank out of a drinking this is, glass. This is or- bananas, John. This is like this is like you're giving me some kind of like uh, you're giving me some kind of uh, interrogation on how I got a cold. Yeah, no, you how get did you get it. a cold sore? <sighs> did you kiss a bad girl? <laughs> I kissed a lot of bad girls, and there's so many more that I wanted to kiss. Oh, Donna Hall. Uh, did you drink milk out of a milk carton that a bad girl had had? Can I have of- one just meta moment with you, and I'm not cutting this out? Do you okay. want to go directly into your herpes talk, or can I finish up farms and hair? Because I think okay. you know what? Right, never no, mind. No, no, finish no, up no, farms no, no, and no, hair. Never mind. Never mind. I, okay. You know, I, I'll talk about my blonde hair all the time. Okay, first I'll of all, just to get it out of the way, farming is bullshit. Second, Harry mm-hmm. says that as with Carmex, you start doing too much and then you need it. Why do yeah, I right. say this? Because John Roderick, what is it that you have to teach us? Well, one of the many things you have to teach us is you got to be careful because what you starts as is pretty. It starts out simple enough. You do a few bumps of bath salt meth and mm-hmm. wash it down with a boiler maker, mm-hmm. and then pretty soon you're doing that a lot. Mm. Isn't that kind of? Is this something? But that you, it turns out you're, it's not inspiring you <laughs> to eat out. face. Did you? Did you? Did you read about that? The face eating. See, I have not followed the bath. You, you taught me about oh. bath salts, and now it's everywhere. Ever since the face, you said the face it. eater guy was just on the marijuana. He you're, had never had a bath. So salt. he had the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. If that he guy had, had been carrying hydrogen peroxide with him, everything could have been different. He had some other thing. Did he really eat his face, or did he just like bite him on the nose or something? He, I mean, did he really like he eat his, his face? face off. I don't think that's a pot thing. That sound, this sounds like the kind of thing the CIA would plant. <laughs> you know, I've smoked a lot of marijuana. Yeah. And I have and never, why, ever, Which is why, ever, in part, you can't be in the CIA. That's right. But this I, is exactly you why you pot, need... You don't a, want to get that close to somebody. You Ugh. want to get a pot-addled CIA guy. If you're going to do a plant for a story like that, it's going to have to be more credible than that. I'm sorry. Guy on an off-ramp smoking pot eats somebody's face? I don't think so. That's right. I think... I bet some, somebody like, in a like helicopter... It's like a Wes Craven story. That doesn't even make any sense. Somebody in a helicopter shot a dart at him. Oh! That was full of some secret new mind control device. And it caused him to go crazy, take his clothes off, and eat some homeless guy's face. <laughs> That's, it has nothing at all to do with oh, that. He was homeless. The guy whose face got eaten was yeah. homeless. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I, I don't, here's the thing, Paul Allen. I'm really glad that you're buying Eddie Vedder's bongos mm-hmm. and and Jimi Hendrix's cup. But if mm-hmm. I were Paul Allen, and I'm so glad that I'm not, I would take some of those ample resources he's got, some of that yacht money. And when you I started was, this thread, you were yeah. addressing him directly as though he were a listener of this podcast. I'm like one of those people who Google something, lands on a page, and starts talking like that person is there. <laughs> Paul Allen, listen. Well, this is, this happens. This actually happens. I'm pretty deep in the stack at this point. But that happens a lot on the internet, where somebody will mention Oprah on a webpage. And then in the comments, people will go, Oprah, I think it's really disappointing that you ended your show. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. It helps you understand so many things so much better when you understand that people actually think they're talking to James Dean on a web page. Yeah, James, um, you are such a great actor. Mm-hmm. Come back from the dead. <laughs> Do you think you'd ever make suddenly last summer too? I, I, uh, I think, uh, I think uh, farmer. I think farming is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I think you shouldn't wash your hair too much because then it gets like Carmex and you got to do it all the time. Right. I think the bath salts thing sounds like, uh, that sounds like some kind of a, uh, what do they call that? A, uh, a mock-up, a mashup, a setup, mm-hmm. a, uh, mm-hmm. what do they call that? So it's a setup. Not a setup. What's the word for that? A, uh, uh, mashup. A horse up. Anyway, it might, have been, it might have been a horse up. Um, <laughs> now, if I, now, now, the thing is, this is something. And you needs... also think somehow that uh, cold sores are just oh, a thing shit. like a cold. <laughs> you think it's a cold that you get because somebody sneezes on you in a supermarket. This may be our sound of music moment, John. This may be the moment when we sing Edelweiss and walk off the stage because I'm just about fucking done with you. I know. Cold I know. Sores. You're very uncomfortable. You this can just why... get a cold sore and it doesn't have to be from a dirty girl. This is why people don't talk about cold sores God because you were, you were all Mr. Like, let's talk about them. Let's, oh, no. Let's no do you see this? Look closet. here. Look. Look. It's on two cards. Let's get him out of the closet. And then I start talking about him. You're like, whoa, no, back in the closet. Question. Yes. I know we can't talk about this yet because it's not a thing. But will you know what I'm talking about if I refer to the thing? The thing the th- that we are doing. Yes. Okay. I went and did some research on the thing. Do right. you think that Paul Allen will be at the thing? Probably not. 
we could reach, but we're, we could potentially reach influencers like Paul but Allen. Very close to Paul Allen. Okay, here's the thing. You got the, uh, you know, like in England, <clears throat> you know, they got that phony baloney system of government over there. It's like yeah, the right, ch- the chicken and waffles makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a queen, but then we vote too. Okay, fine. Right. She has no power, but she has a lot of money. Yeah, we get to vote people into the Tower of London. Yeah. Exchequer. What the fuck is an exchequer? It's, a, it's an accountant. No, it's made up. That's like you think of a comptroller. Okay, so here's the thing. You've they got, you got, the, you got the cabinet and then you got the shadow cabinet. Okay, right. so yeah. so I don't know what that means, but I think we need a shadow CIA. I think you get. And by the way, I'm sorry I'm saying any of this because, as you know, we're, we're probably going to have all kinds of problems now. There is a shadow CIA. Hmm. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. The NSA. The NSA is a shadow CIA. Oh, they're like the deep web, the dark, the black web. What do you call? It? Sorry, it's ping pong. Yeah. What do you yeah. call it? Yeah. What's the thing you talk about? Is it the second internet? The dark web? I don't ever talk about the dark web, although I think about the dark web. <laughs> I never say it out loud. Either you're reading my I'm gonna, mind. I'm or... going. I'm going to a public library in a different town and doing a lot of googling. And, I, and you don't know what day. It's not me. That's not my IP address. John, all I'm trying to say is this. Yes. I don't want to fucking bust a gut, but if it breaks my heart that you're not in the CIA, yeah, not just I because I know it meant a lot to you. It meant a lot to you. You could have. You could have been a SEAL if you learned to swim. You could have yeah. been in black ops if you were black. You could have been in the CIA if you hadn't smoked all that weed, yeah. uh, had all those drugs, and harmed all of those people. And I think it's a goddamn shame that you're not out there. If you're going to do one of these mashups where you actually make somebody uh, look like their face got eaten by somebody on the weed, mm-hmm. you could make that look so much better. You might not even need a dart. And I, I want to know my question to you, John. Why True. the fuck is Paul Allen out there buying yachts and helicopters when he could have a shadow, shadow, shadow CIA that you essentially are running, but you wouldn't admit it here? Your answer. I wish to God that he was listening because I have it all. I have it all written out. I have the whole. It's I all planned. I don't. Is it written in uh, in urine or lemon juice? Uh, it's all written in my mind writing. <laughs> but if Paul Allen. If Paul Allen wants a private security service that is going around, oh, you, you, no, you make that sound like Pinkerton. I'm talking yeah. about something much. You're talking. I know some, you are. You're talking about something much deeper, aren't you? No, I'm talking about something deeper too. But I have to encode it in certain <sighs> language. For instance, somebody chastised me the other day for constantly referring on this program to CIA agents, mm-hmm. and they said an agent is <laughs> uh, someone in the field that has been uh, that has been turned into an asset by a uh, a, a field operative. By a case officer, Ugh. and I had to say that's to this just person, the kind of horseshit you would expect to hear from a fucking CIA agent. I had to, I had to say to this person, I know that, <laughs> <laughs> but I am doing a, I am doing a podcast that has lots of different listeners. Some of them girls, some of them people who have not read every spy book, and yeah. so CIA agent is the common parlance. Mm-hmm. For someone in a trench coat and a and a fedora, lurking under a f- a, a phone pole, l- lurking under a light pole mm-hmm. on a dark street on well, a rainy they night, they have big big wide fedora. And if I start talking about case officers, it so- it sounds like sounds like somebody's hitting a kid. Yeah, case officer is a guy sitting at a desk with a with a comb over. And he's monitoring his assets. That's not what we're trying to. That's not the. the yeah, the image I don't know, we're John. Case officer sounds like somebody you would have had to see a lot throughout your youth. A case officer is somebody I had to submit signed pink slips to every Monday morning. Really? And I don't want to revisit those. Was that Kufel? Who sent you there? Oh my God, Kufel! You're so good. How do you remember Kufel? I'll never forget Kufel. Uh, yes, do you remember uh, Mr. Fennell? Yes, of course I do. Okay. Uh, Mr. Kufel, yes, did we make- should we should just for I'm sorry to derail you. We should have just if we, not, not if when we do Hitler and stuff, we should have a panel of, with all of these people on. If I can find Mr. Fennell and he still has oh, his yeah, paddle we'll in his shorts, we'll fly him in. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Allen will pay for it. Well, well he's, uh, he's his, his air yacht, his tennis racket with the two two and a half pound barbells on either side. But in any case. To you listeners out there who are who are checking off boxes at home, yes, I know the difference between a case officer and an agent, and also my secret intelligence service that I'm running in conjunction with Paul Allen. <laughs> I am deliberately using the wrong words to describe uh, it so that it throws you off the scent of our trail. That's good. And we're in the Straits of Malacca on the octopus. But, Turning, what do you call that? What do you call that? You call that a you call that a red herring? What would you call that? A red herring, yeah. Now, is red herring a real term, or is that is that in itself a canary trap? No, I think red herring is a real term. You know what a canary trap is? Canary trap isn't a real term. Do you know? Oh, you know what a canary trap is? No, I'm super into canary traps. What's a canary trap? Canary trap. Oh, I want because you want to find out who was singing. 
Here's what uh, you do. Uh, they trapped. do this in Hollywood. They really do this at Apple. So mm-hmm. let's say, for example, you're, something's coming. That, Somebody you know, steals an iPhone off a bar. When, oh, God. This, <laughs> and here's the kind of thing, though. Like, at Apple, like, it's totally... Everybody there is Sergeant Schultz, right? No. <laughs> I don't even want to know what I don't know I don't know. I just... I, I don't even know if I'm in a building. There oh. may be a check. I don't know why I'm talking. Shut that's up. A good, that's a great company. You know, they're all rich, all those people. They oh, all they're rich as hell. Options. They're rich yeah. now. Yeah. And I know nothing. It's, but it's, it's true. And here's the thing, though. When you get to the point where you are getting... I mean, I'm talking someone out of my ass because no one actually knows what happens at Apple, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, because it's behind. It could seven, be like a sort of all those thing. Maxwell Smart doors. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've spoken <laughs> there in a very. <laughs> when I visited there, it's been in a very, very public area. You don't go anywhere near the Black Ops areas there. There's buildings there. Well, as a building five or something doesn't matter. Anyway, here's the thing. Let's just speak in the abstract. You they have gotta, a space program there. Oh, I'm sorry, I said too much. <clears throat> go I'm ahead. Gonna put, I'm going to put a marker there. Space program gonna cut that out okay so um here's the thing you got a company right and there is like a thing that you've actually got to do maybe it's let's say it's going to be a product release and so what you do is you circulate to everybody inside the company you say okay everybody here's the blue copy like everybody look at this look it over this is going to be like the press release or what have you like everybody check it out right but by no means should obviously as with everything here this must never be leaked so what happens it's going to be self-destruct right and so, it, uh, when it does get leaked... Oh, wait, is this a red herring? No, it's not is a red herring. Is this a canary trap? It's a canary trap. It goes out. Every single one of those has a word that's a little bit different on every page. Yep. It's, you know, like the watermark, the DVDs now for, yeah. the, for the movies and stuff? <clears throat> and so, you can find out pretty easily through a, a nearly imperceptible difference. And here's the thing. Those guys are not going to compare notes. Right. They don't have a way of Everybody's knowing. Terrified. Everybody's terrified the Gestapo's coming. Exactly. Right. And so, so in that instance, right, you, uh, you, you're certainly not going to go compare notes with people. Why would you? What? 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 You know, all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're back in Oceania. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Canary Trap. Isn't that a great idea? It is a great idea if you live in a totally paranoid culture. It's oh, a real and how is, it, how is it to work for you <laughs> in your shadow, 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 How's shadow? It work, how is it to work for me? I'm a great shadow boss. Really? Listen. You feel, because, feel like you're pretty good, like maternity leave and that kind of thing? All that stuff. It's, uh, I mean, Paul Allen is, is great on that, and this is a subset of his company. Can I so be, we, can, have, can, we have the same like, yeah. HR policies that the overall Paul Allen organization has. Okay. All right. So it's like a title, a title six. Daycares uh, and stuff. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, now uh, I'll cut this part out for, for broadcast, but he's goofy, right? Paul Allen? Yeah. I, mean, wow. I know you do lots of stuff like or orthogonally related to what he does and, and is he still involved with that goofy museum? He made the museum, but is he's not super involved in day to day activities at the it's goofy museum? It's not a museum. question of him not being involved, it's a question of he made this museum and then he and it's kinda like K E X P. He gave them a bunch of money. And then quit quit funding and it. And then yeah, and then he said, All right, sink or swim. Ugh. And uh It's kinda EMP, weak. I've told you the story about EMP. At one point in the in the nineties, early two thousands, they had like eight hundred employees here. There were people dedicated just to, just, to, uh, catalog- just to buying just, Eddie Vedder's bongos. Just to cataloging Eddie Vedder's bongos that they've already bought. And then at a certain point, it was like, oh, sink or swim, you guys can't survive this way. And then they fired 690 of the 800 employees. Oh, my God. You, I think you described it once. Like, I might be misremembering this, but I think you described it as being a little bit like Rosebud, like Charles Foster Kane. They had crates full of stuff they hadn't even opened. Well, that's still true. There are, there are warehouses in Seattle where there, yeah, there are incredible... Well, let me let me strike that. Let's if you believe that grunge was important and that 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 style of music was good enough. If you believe that, that grunge even actually was a genre. If you believe that in twenty five years <laughs> if you believe that those five bands had anything in common other than a fuzz pedal. <laughs> if you believe anything about the Seattle music scene in the nineties, the uh, other than that Nirvana was Came out of it. <laughs> a couple um, good records. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are warehouses full of people's old tennis shoes and like drum diapers or whatever drummers wear. <laughs> like, <laughs> shelves and shelves. John, they're called pull-ups. Jason Finn sweat vials. All this stuff <laughs> just that they bought for that they they bought for dollars on the penny. <laughs> Just filling acres and acres and acres Jason of warehouse. Jason gave me a sweat vial when we were at dinner. He just had, he had some with him. He's like, ah, uh, 2000 bucks. And they're like, sold. 
I mean, seriously, they bought. They tried to buy everything, and so they don't. They don't even know what they've got. They they, could, they, they got a big. They got a big van size crate, and they're going. We don't. This could be Tad. This could be Mud Honey's van. This they could don't be- know. They don't know. They don't care, and because they started buying that stuff in the late nineties, when people were still convinced that Seattle in the early nineties was like San Francisco in the sixties. Ugh, over and, overrated and one day it's going to be historical and everyone is going to care about you know about uh green apple quick step and what the uh, what the fuck did, did you just have a stroke what is that no, green apple quick step green apple quick step was a band is that in an seattle. six band no it was some, well, there's no excuse for a name like that those kids used to walk around seattle wearing i swear to you feather boas oh god in the middle of the day, walking around with those big white Kurt Cobain sunglasses and feather oh, boas sweet and fingernail Jesus. polish, and they were like, "We're we're going to be the next Rolling Stones." And I was like, "You're not, you're not even going to be the next Steel Pole Bathtub. Get out of here!" <laughs> and now the one you're not going to be the last Murder City Devils. Yeah, the, the one kid I see him all the time. He's still out here. Oh, the, these guys so, look very very silly. Yeah, well, that was the time. So, yeah, so anyway, they bought a lot of Seattle, vans and bongos. Yeah, if you believe in Seattle, the thing is, in if you could go back to 1967 and buy all of Grace Slick's drum underwear, <laughs> or whatever it is that people, you know, if you could go back to the 60s and buy Jimi Hendrix's, you know, broken uh, bell bottoms, <laughs> you could go buy those because now they'd be... You, you, I'll you'd, bet you're a great boss. And now you could take those... To one of those Dan Aykroyd uh, rock and roll uh, uh, hamburger places, and put them up on the wall in a glass case and sell them for a million billion dollars. You know, you may be the first person I can't keep up with. Oh my god! <laughs> so, Dan, well, no, Dan Aykroyd. Besides this, you know what? God damn it! Cold sores. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I bet you're a great boss. But you're, are you yeah, just yeah. totally self-funded at this point? Can you? You can't really say. I, I'm not at liberty to say. Okay, let me ask you some very general questions. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, for example, I don't know if you have an office, but obviously you have some kind of a work environment. I guess that that might be some kind of a helicarrier. I'm, um, st- I'm sitting in my work environment now, and I am wrapped in a sheet, <laughs> like uh, like 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 my forefathers. Because of your modesty, like my farmer forefathers <laughs> on weekend nights, they would oh, wrap themselves in a sheet. They didn't have sheets. They had they had, they had woven corn blankets. Yeah. So no, I am wrapped in a sheet because I'm always trying to find the right amount of comfortably unclothed where i can do the podcast do my work right. be unclothed but also be comfortable does nudity seem disrespectful or does it leave a stain it does seem disrespectful i yeah. don't want to be doing the podcast where i'm where i'm just sitting here in the all together yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm fully uh clothed but my pants are filthy well and i'm sitting in a leather chair so Ooh. if you sit for an hour and a half in a leather chair with no pants on you have to propose <laughs> You yeah, to, you know, six months later you're gonna have piglets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm guessing the work environment you have, you know, you I'm guessing it's like hot and cold water. You know when to turn it on and off. You've been very selective in your hiring. I imagine there's a certain sense of humor, but you also know when to be serious. Right. I right? hope so. Well, but people, you know what? You know, they, they can tell by my look. They tell by the glance. And you don't the have to say anything. Mouth. You don't have That's to say right. anything. You get what you get, over. and don't be upset. That's right. I look over, and then they go back to work. They know what they've done. Boy, fucking farmers. And you know, all this bullshit about, about uh, family farms. Well, yeah, but I mean, the, the family is really, really, really rich, and they've probably never even seen the farm. Yeah. And the subsidies. You get a subsidies to not, not grow. You, you kill chickens for a year and get $50 million. Boy, you're telling me. Oh, family farms. Let's call Neil Young. Give me a farmers. fucking break. Give, give Merlin a fucking break. When's the last time you had a good peach? Be honest. You know what? I'm not a super big peach eater. Tomato. When's the last time you had a good tomato? I don't like tomatoes. When's the last time you had a good steak? Mm. See, it probably didn't come from a farm. You know where? You know where it was? You know where it was? Hmm. We were in Minneapolis. It was just recently. <laughs> this is your third Minneapolis story. I was in Minneapolis, and we went to one of those brazilian steak restaurants that's what jason and i went to jason i had sword steaks they come out with the steaks on the swords and they just feed you steak until you are until you are insane with steak until you haven't had had an insane amount of steak and it was very good i I don't want to speak for jason but i think i think i may have changed his game that night i think i introduced his game is right for being changed okay hmm 
Mm. He had some good notes on you, boy. Oh, he had some good that, notes. I, oh, he yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't know anything about me. Well, he knows enough about you to give me <laughs> give me some good. You know what? He's making it up. He just thinks he knows about me because he mm. sees me around. All right. I'll, all right. I'll, I'll save it for the after dark. <laughs> he sees me around and he's like, oh, yeah, I know nah, that guy. Nah, nah, he's nah, got nah, a bunch nah, of nah, don't, don't pull out the easy one if you know what I mean. What I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is yeah. he had insight. Oh, uh-huh. I bet he secretly works for you. <gasps> Plausible Hello. deniability. You just caught me in a canary trap, didn't you? Oh, you know what? Say nothing. Shut up. No, not, 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 that, not, not, not that shut up. I mean the catchphrase, shut up. Do you know where cold sores come from? Here's the thing. <laughs> I used to baby them. Okay, so here's the history of my cold sores. <clears throat> yeah. now, now you where got I grew them up, one time, the first time. God damn you it. You're kissing call... toilet seats. Mm, Donna. Uh, are you, are you, um, is, is it a, is it a, you say PNW? Is that right, PNW? Pacific Northwest. That sounds like a root beer. PNW is, uh, they say, stress bumps. That's a Belling. Is that Bellingham Ease? No, stress bumps. Stress bumps is a joke because uh, the, uh, the, the, the... So many people have herpes. The guitar player of Harvey Danger uh, used to get cold sores. Jeff. What, what we, Jeff, what we would call cold sores. Mm-hmm. But Jeff, again, because of the shame of the socially communicated aspect of cold sores, <sighs> Jeff did not want to be getting cold sores, like so many people. He did not want to have cold sores. Now, he had them, but he did not want to have them. Yeah. And so he, w- he would call them stress bumps. He said, oh, man, I got this stress that bump. That is so sweet. And we would say, you mean cold sore? And he'd say, no, 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 it's not a cold sore. It's a stress bump. I get them when I'm stressed. And we would say, yeah. It's not, people- that's, not, that's not inaccurate. That's, I, that's when I get them, too. Yeah, it's when I'm get- not sleeping enough. Definitely when I'm not sleeping enough. Because your immune system goes down. Yeah. And then the... the uh, the the negative energy that you got from kissing toilet seats or bad girls holy shit comes out in the form of a giant pustular uh, throbbing beacon to other people that you are unclean unsafe it's a warning sign it's a warning sign it says do not kiss this person do not fall in love with this person they are hideous <laughs> they have been places uh-huh. you don't want to know about i think i just figured it out hmm. i just fig- i think what you're saying to me is i got what i got but then i got upset that, you're saying I should Hello. not be upset, right? You got upset because you got what you got. <sighs> you know what? There's a lesson. E- even yes. in the things you're so very wrong about, there's always a lesson to be gleaned. Well, You know what gleaning is? Gleaning is when you go through after you got all the big corn, you go about and you get, you get the small corn. You know about gleaning? You know what, you know what gleeking is? I, I can gleek. I call it snaking. I cannot gleek, but my daughter can gleek. Uh, on, uh, accidentally or on purpose? She's too young to gleek on purpose. That'll, that'll do, that, pig, right a, there. That, she, a, she's too young to gleek on purpose. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, <clears throat> here's the thing. It started out too young to... It started out <clears throat> when I was a child. Yes. I had not kissed any toilet seats or a girl named Donna, but... Mm. Uh, Wait a minute. I, are you... Are you, are, are you? Do I get my day in court at any point? Are you saying that girls named Donna are fast? Well, it doesn't. I mean, if they're not, they're missing their best bet. Because... I think don't you think names are destiny? Donna, Can't, I think don't girls you think named so? Donna are fast. Oh, it's no question. Is this a common thing? Do do people think girls? Name, I have a relative named Donna. It's right I, there in the name, Donna. Donna, right? It's exactly. A, it's a fast girl's name. Okay, let me ask you this. And, and I mean, this is—I don't mean to make this a bit, but like, if you name your kid fucking Jeeves, like, what, what, leave out fucking. If you just call your kid Jeeves or Jeevesy, right. like, well, what are they going to be? They're going to be in the service industry. Sure. You're not, there's no CEO named Jeeves. No. Right. Right. Okay. Same with Babscom, or Bascom. And that means Bab- he's going to be a gay. No, Babscom was Richie Rich's. Uh, oh, Bascom. Yeah, Bascom. So, uh, uh, in uh, episode, <laughs> uh, I now this is why you, you don't should... even have to say anything. Now you just make the sound, and it's hilarious. Uh, the um, this is why you should never date a woman with a waitress name. But Donna is that, also a waitress name. Yeah, fa- fucking fast waitress. She's a very fast waitress. You might as well, instead of skip school, just drop her off at the Denny's. She's a she's a waitress, but she has a tear in her pantyhose yes. on the inside of her thigh. And she's not afraid to bring you a Grand Slam. Uh-oh, Donna. Uh-oh, Donna. Now, wait a minute. What are we going to do? Pick when, up for when Donna. <laughs> what are we going to do when, when it turns out somebody's listening to this podcast and her name is Donna and she's like a really nice chaste girl? I guess have intercourse with her. Hmm. 
Turn her out? Is that what you're saying? Give tick, her some herpes? Tick, tick her, can you wear a mean <laughs> stick and give her, hey. give her a stress bump? Hey, Donna, uh, how'd, you, how'd you stay stress bump? Now, would she have a shrill day? voice or would she be smoking so much, no, no, if you no, know no, what Donna's I mean? she has got a horse voice. <laughs> She's got a horse voice. She's got a rough She's voice. She's got Donna. a lady horse voice. Yes, she does. Oh, brother. Yeah. We're going to need Paul Allen to get us out of this one. <laughs> <clears throat> it all started when I was a child. And what I would, are the other fast girl names? Oh, uh, other fast girl names? Let me think about it. You know, some are very, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about the obvious ones like yeah. Ken or whatever. You want a fast girl like Donna. Or, or Intercoursey. Intercoursey. <laughs> That's That'd a, be a terrible a pretty name for a girl. Don't name your daughter Intercoursey. Yeah. But like, you know, there's those jokey names like Hortense. Like there are actually women named, named Hortense. Ah, scullery maids. Oh, God. Why'd you say that? <laughs> Ugh. Now, do you want to hear about my cold stories, or do you want to talk about I do. fast girls? Do I I'll talk ever. about. I would oh be happy God. to talk about fast girls because no, I no, no. we could develop a whole taxonomy of these things that could help a lot of young people, men and women. Li- listening to you talk about your cold sores and talking about fast girls, I have a sense that those two roads are going to converge. Two roads converged in a yellow wood. Yeah, and that and made, that made, all, not, the, that made all the stress bumps. That I traveled both. <clears throat> I saw a fucking bird in a tree. I necked with the toilet seat. Journey was playing. Of course it was. Of course it was. You shared. You you hotboxed a cigarette with some girl behind the behind the. You camera. can't. You can't get a stress bump from hotboxing. I don't. I don't know. See. See. This is the thing. You. You are at at the heart of it. A scientist. A rationalist. You are a man of reason. You're a Hobbesian. Whatever the fuck that means. I think that means you like eating people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, you yes. know. <laughs> comma. <laughs> it started when I was a child. And yes. I would get what was then referred to as fever blisters. Right. And that was... Oh, so it started oh, as a for style. the love of God! <laughs> Waitress names you gotta look out for. So there was an... So some uncle licked you when you were a little kid. You uncle, don't remember where you... <laughs> oh my God, it's all coming back to me. It was Uncle <laughs> Uncle Intercourse. <laughs> uncle Intercourse licked you. Why did they drop me off with Uncle Intercourse? <laughs> And you had you had stress bumps your whole life, and you're just you've blotted it out. You think it's some natural. Every thing. time it went away, he'd come back in the canary trap and give That's me another right. one. Your your folks were in the other room drinking gin martinis, and Uncle Licky is in the <laughs> your bassinet. I'd say why, and he'd <laughs> say shut up. And <laughs> you cold sores, you get what you get, and don't, don't be, be upset. upset. Lick lick lick, cold sore cold sore. It started when I was a child. And I would get what was then referred to as fever blisters. And and this is like when you'd get a cold, you get your report. <laughs> B minus. <laughs> oh. oh God. It's it's a it's an anger that's become physical. It's it's shot through my sick immune system. I think I'm get, literally getting a cold sore on my witch hazel right now. I'm gonna have to pop this shit. Okay, let's go straight. Let's you know what? Let's go straight to the functional component of this. Have you ever gotten a cold sore on your nose? No, you can't get a cold sore on your nose. Yes, you can. What yes, the can. what the it's fuck have you been membrane. doing, John? It's a mucus membrane. If Uncle Licky put his tongue up your nose. <laughs> You have cold sores in your nose. That would have to be a pretty small tongue. <laughs> oh, man. You can get a cold sore in your nose. Now, I've heard of people having uh, no sex. What? You can have sex with almost anything if you want it enough. You mean that you're, they're putting their noses in one another or they're putting stuff in? They're putting their you know what? You, up somebody's I, nose. You always give me a, a fresh way of thinking about everything. Oh, hmm. thank you. Yeah, call it docking. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Docking. Let's skip my childhood and go straight to the functional component of this, okay. which is that there are people who get stress bumps. And here's what they do. They, they, it's a fucking rookie mistake. They baby it. And they go, yeah. mew, mew, mew. And they say, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it says, you don't want to put moisture on, on it. Oh, it says on the internet, I have to put an ice cube on it. What yeah. the fuck? You know what? You're going to get a wet chin and a big cold sore. Stop. Mm-hmm. Put the mm-hmm. ice cube down. You're spreading right. disease to your chin. Put it down. Right. So, okay, what do you do next? You ready for step two? Oh, 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 this is where it gets all clinical. Look at me. I'm a doctor. You go and you buy some fucking Blistex. And you yeah. know what you do? With your filthy little finger, you squeeze some useless Blistex on your finger. And Ugh. now you've got, you've got a shiny, pointless lip and herpes finger. Now herpes you've finger. got a way. You might, you might as well just go, just go rub your stress pump all over everything in the house. That's right. Including your remote that people are going to touch. That's right. And you might as well just go into the to the the kids' room and lick them. Because <laughs> they're going to so, get it eventually. And they might as, I just want to make sure. I want to make sure I've got this right. You got to watch out for Donna. 
Huh? Right? You got to watch out for, uh, for you w- like, watch out for her in one of two ways: either like look out, out or hey, look out. Both you're saying she might have Blistex finger. I'm saying once Uncle you Licky spit into you your bassinet. <laughs> There's no reason Stop not to not, There's no reason not, not to start that. dating Donna. There's nothing worse that's going to happen. Oh, oh my God, uh, Uncle Licky and Donna—that'd be a hell of a hobo fight. <laughs> now, now you go to the next level up, and you're going pro. So you bought you bought some finger cots, you got some Aciclovir, and you're I ready to go to town. Right? This is going to be your weekend in Vegas. You're going to take care of this shit. You're doing yeah. everything right. Yes, it's your high school reunion. It's your 20 year reunion. You don't want to stress. You've got limited amounts of time. Right. Now that will work, and it can work. But should we really go to the pro level? Do you think? I, I think people need to know this. Should we go to the pro level? Go to the pro level. <clears throat> I learned this. I think from you. This is an educational pl- uh, philosophy podcast. That's correct. You, no, you, you, you taught me the basics of this in a way that made me shudder. And and like like so many of the things you've tried to help me with, I, I immediately set it aside as being impractic- impractical and and completely insane. Right. But then did some research and I looked on the internet. Realized that yes, I realized I was wrong. (laughs) Uncle Uncle Licky made me hurt. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? We shouldn't talk about this. This is just too disgusting. It's just too too disgusting. You were about to go to the pro level. All right. Well, here's the problem. This is where this is where you get into the fucking Jonah Lehrer bullshit. Because I'm going to tell you everything you know is wrong. You ready for that? Here's your freakonomics. You keep touching it. Stop touching it. Don't play with it. it. Don't put things on it. Here's what you put on it. You ready for this? You go wash your hands like a fucking gentleman. You get the sharpest needle you've got. You get some cotton balls and you get some alcohol. Wash the hands good. Put the alcohol into something you're probably going to throw away. Put the needle into the alcohol. You can burn the end if you want to. Get it in the alcohol. Get it all clean. And now here's what you're going to do. As soon as you start to get the bump, you take the needle with the alcohol on it. You take the cotton ball with the alcohol on it, and you poke that shit. Boom! And then you put the alcohol put the alcohol straight on it. Do not touch anything else. It all goes into a hazmat bag and throw it away. Then you're just going to be putting so much alcohol on that area. Alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. It's going to dry you out. Your lips will turn white with rage. <laughs> but you know what's going to happen? It's going to go away. It's, it's, it's not going to spread. Away. Not going to spread. Right. You're not going to nope. go to the, the one to the three stress bump problem that a lot of people get, right? Yeah. You, you ever had turned... that? You ever had the one that turns into oh, three? Sure. And then they go up your nose. <sighs> I don't think I think that's a canary trap, John. I don't think no, no, you can no. really get them in your nose. No, you get them in your nose. If that sounds that sounds uncomfortable. Say, if you go on the internet, which I don't think you should do right now, but after this is over, I'm going to wash go everything put, I've got. Everything I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. I feel like Uncle Licky's been on <laughs> everything I've. Got. Type in cold sore nose, and I bet you you find some terrible photographs that you never oh, wanted to see. No, you know but what? If you, if you poke the cold sore, you turn it from a cold sore into an owie. <laughs> it, but it's a treatable owie. It's a treatable owie. Then it's just an owie on your lip, like any owie. Anytime you would get an owie, if you burned but your like lip, but like when on you're, a si- you're sitting there and you're sitting there and you're watching your lip get big, and right. it's like having you some know kind it's of good. you know you're on a four. Oh, day you know course. where you're going. No, 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 yeah. no. This is the thing. It's the worst feeling in the world. There's yeah. a feeling that everybody who gets cold sore, stress bumps gets, which is the feeling. Even yeah, before it's a physical feeling, there's something in your heart that goes, "Uh oh, I shouldn't have thought that thought." I was a bad person once, and now I'm going to get my just desserts. That's nothing to do with Donna or Licky. Getting my you bad. can get it different ways. What about a fork? Can, can you get it from a fork? You could get it from a fork, but you're eating off of a fork that was eaten from eaten off of from <laughs> oh, a, by a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame you're not a Puritan. You could help so many people. You could make so many people feel so bad about so many ways. Ah. Anyway, the alcohol it's a, it's is key. It's a fork that was insufficiently cleaned yes. since it was last in the hands of a bad girl. Nobody said Uncle Licky was hygienic. <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, oh, God, Donna. I read the Skyride with her at Disney. Uh, oh, man, the Skyride. And she was wearing those jeans that were like... Uh, Kind of high waisted, and they I couldn't made her even tell if like they were. Pair. She looked like she had legs made of denim. They were mm-hmm. mm. those jeans with no back pocket. No, 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 no. And she, she, man, she was not afraid to wear white jeans. That was a, that was a proud lady. Oh, hmm. she, she might have been in menopause. She was fourteen. And she had, she, she had. She, uh, if you go fast enough, was, you can hit menopause. Her, her bangs were feathered in like uh, John. Stop fucking freaking me out! Every bit of these, she had the biggest, the second biggest hoodles of any girl I've ever met. Mm-hmm. She had the, the giant, the giant things on the side. She had braces, big wings, braces. And she she, acted, like, with she no acted like she liked me for almost three weeks. 
Oh my God. Do you know Donna. how painful that is? It's like waiting for a cold sort of bloom. Oh, Donna. Donna. Oh, God. Still, still haunts me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's that Musk, that Jovan Musk. Oh, Jovan Musk. Oh, man. Oh. I missed that. Oh, it was good. No, 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 not too Arr. much. I'm not talking patchouli levels. I'm talking very gentle, gentle dabs. Sure, sure. Gentle Somebody dabs. taught her to put a little bit on either side of her neck oh, underneath brother. her ear. I wish I could have been there. That little bit of that. down that, in the that, panty area. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then a little bit of feeling that way by Journey. God damn it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fucking Uncle Licky. <laughs> he ruined everything. Licky, he did. He ruined everything. <laughs> you know, there are there absolutely are people nose. listening to this podcast who, yeah. A, were not alive in the 70s, and hmm. B, have never had a cold sore, and they're thinking to themselves, why am I listening to this? This is not helping me. Duh. But they don't realize uh, that... Uh, I've never been to the Globe Theater. Uh, what? Fuck. Shut up. They don't realize that now that they are listening to this podcast, they have entered into the guild of people who yes. know fast girls yes. and who bad things, sometimes bad things happen to them. Yeah. And you're going to get a cold sore one of these days off of a fork. Oh, you know how many people are going to get a cold sore just because of this show? Because we made them think about it. Isn't that awful? And, we should, oh, you know, we should do trigger warning. Trigger warning. We should put a thing at the beginning, trigger. And now when you do a trigger warning, do you have to do it in Pig Latin or how does that work? You say old, old K or say. Hmm. Old K or say. Uh, uh tray orning way. Yeah, Instick may. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how that works. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll look after I look up uh, nose nose sores. I'm going to look up uh, a trigger sores. Anyway, you know what's key in all that, John? Self awareness and alcohol. I mean, not the kind that you're. You know, uh, self awareness no, no, and 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 and, and here's the thing. Alcohol. Do not do. Yes, do not do not waste your money on that seventy percent shit. Go straight to the ninety one percent. Yeah, that's tough talk. No, it's pure stuff. If you've got to clean a mouse or get rid of a cold sore, you want the strongest stuff you can get. And can I be honest with you? It's going to hurt. It's not going to be uh, uh, the soothing and delicious licky kisses of an ice cube. No, Lord. this is going to fucking hurt so much to put a needle into a bloated blister. Yes. But here's the thing. Don't wait till it's bloated. Start early. And that's then, right. And then alcohol. You know, more alcohol. Keep going. And learn to go into the pain. Now I'm speaking to you directly, audience. Well, push straight learn in one poke. And don't, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and don't 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 treat it like a fucking fondue. One yeah. straight deep, you go right in. And then you know you it's, there, there, there's going to be. Let's be honest. There's going to be a little bit of uh, of a liquid that comes out, That's and right. that, that is the blood, deadliest. A... No, no, that is the deadliest substance in the world. It must go on the cotton ball with the alcohol, and that goes into the hazmat bag. That's right. Now, that's wash your hands. Bro, that, wash your hands is, again. Wash your hands again. It's like a uh, the liquid that comes out of that cold sore is like a sourdough starter. <laughs> it's like it the, is, it's got Napoleon's molecules in it. There's a little bit of Napoleon yes. in it. There's a little bit of the of the cold sore that Napoleon got from Josephine in the liquid that is coming out of your lip. Josephine is totally. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Josephine is totally a fucking waitress name. My God, Joe. Oh, brother. hey Joe, can I get a, a warm up here? <sighs> Sure thing. Oh, sure thing, Bony. Ripping her panty. Be right over, Bony. Ripping her pantyhose. Oh, man. Are you going out with Joe? Oh, I am. Her name's Josephine. <laughs> be, careful. To... be careful before the stress boom. <laughs> she wants to be called Josephine. She's Hollandaise. <laughs> I bet he's given her more than a few tablespoons of Hollandaise. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. of that white rain, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 